0: Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome back to the Know Your Role Player Podcast. I'm your host, J215 Forever. Follow your boy on Instagram, and on my Instagram page is the podcast page Know Your Role Player underscore podcast. That's K N O W Y A R O L E P L A Y E R underscore podcast. The best way that you can listen to this podcast is by downloading the Anchor app. Once you download the Anchor app, you search you Know Your Role Player, and whatever app that you listen to it for, that you listen to music or podcast on, it'll automatically direct it to you. If not, if you cannot find it on Anchor, you can still go to other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, CastBox, and many, many more. Guys, welcome back. Today is Monday, April 19th. We are 18 days away from the playoffs. 15 games left. Uh, Excuse me, a little bit more than 18 games. I think the playoffs are about May 18th. There's a lot to get to. Now, the first thing I got to do is get to these injuries, man. Uh, Did not do a pod last week, so we got a lot to catch up on. So let's jump right into it. Okay, injuries. Um, The NBA has a big problem with scheduling and cramming all these games in. You know, as we know, it's going to be tough. They want to get the season finished and started by a certain point, but it's really starting to have an effect on the product that's going on to the court. Now we have Donovan Mitchell last week who had turned his ankle. He's out about—it's not that bad, they said—but he's out about at least a week. It said minimum. Kevin Durant hurt himself again on Sunday after coming back from a hamstring injury. He has a thigh contusion. Now I'm gonna keep saying this. The Nets have played six I – I don't want to say i so I'm not going to go into it too long. The Nets have played six teams together. And, and the Lakers have probably played even less than that. Um, these teams have not played a lot of their togetherness. They don't have, like, a unity chemistry. I just think it's funny how they're going to just run into the playoffs and say, yeah, we're going to figure it out. Listen, I'm not the greatest basketball guy, but I know a little bit of something, and chemistry has to matter. But talent matters too. We'll see what happens. Um Anthony Davis was cleared on some positive news. Anthony Davis was cleared to all basketball activities. So they're saying he's about seven to ten days away from actually stepping onto the court. So, hey, there you go, Lakers. There's some positive news. Also, I want to have a big congratulations to LaMarcus Aldridge. All right? Unfortunately, we don't have any applause. <laughs> I'll get that soon. Um, but LaMarcus Aldridge is retiring. Um, he has said previously before that he's had some heart issues and he has had an irregular heartbeat. And he said it's not the first time it's happened. And at this point of his life, he's 36. He has to pick basketball over life. You know, he's choose choose basketball as his number one priority for too long. Now, I want to ask you a question. Do you know who has the highest scoring average besides Kevin Durant of all time for the number two picks? LaMarcus Aldridge, first battle hall of famer. Um, you know, I think... I think with LaMarcus, for me, and again, being transparent, I think I soured on him a little bit because he might have lacked awareness and thought he was better than he was. I don't think that's the worst thing to do. You should always think you're great. But, um, you know, I don't think the San Antonio move was the best for him. You know, he had love in Portland. He was appreciated in Portland. He grew in Portland. He had a good year in San Antonio where he really did some amazing things. But I just think overall that – I don't know. I just feel like his career could have been a little bit different if he ended it in Portland. You know, um, it's unfortunate that it ended this way. He had a great career, though. You know, um, and I'm looking forward to whatever he does outside of basketball. Also, I have to send a big rest in peace to Scotty Pippen's son. He has died. He has had asthma related symptoms, asthma problems for a long time. He's died. At the age of 33, so I want to say a big rest in peace to Scotty Pippen's son. All right, now listen. Y'all know the rules. We got to get to it and we get into it today. <sighs> um I'm not going to keep y'all too long, but I got to I got to get this off my chest. Now last night, excuse me, yesterday, the uh, Pelicans won 120, excuse me, the Knicks won 122 to 112 over the Pelicans. Now, here's the thing. This game should have been won by the New Orleans Pelicans, all right? They have lost a lot of games this year, close games. This was not a good look, okay? Uh, they were up three points with about 15 seconds left and one of the worst plays I've ever seen in my life. I want to talk about this play, though, because even though I think it's a really bad play, let me, let me just say it real quick. So Derek Rose drives to the paint. Lonzo Ball helps, which he didn't have the help responsibility because they're up three, all right, they're down two. He's driving to the paint spot, less than 10 seconds left. Derek, I mean, um, Lonzo slightly helps off of a corner shooter. Derek Rose passes right to the shooter. Shooter hits the three-pointer. Bang. All right, now listen, was a bad play. Um, Lonzo Ball had a really tough game, two for nine, one for five from the three-point line, seven rebounds, three assists. He's coming back from an injury. Doesn't look 100%, Um doesn't look 100% yet, but um, I got to tell you all, I don't want to use the word hate, so I'm not going to say a hate, but I got to be honest and transparent. I can't stand standing. I think he's a retrend. I think he got hired because of his old resume. I think they made a complete um pass on whatever happened to him ruining the Detroit Pistons. They just said, hey, charge it to the game. you know. And I think he's outdated. I really do. Um, and Let me be fair in this. I think as a coach and as a white coach, I think it's very important that he talks about Social issues, and I think he talks a uh, listen. He uses his platform well on social media, talking about issues that our uh, minorities go through, and I do not want to take that for granted. But as far as basketball only and sticking to basketball, Shaquille O'Neal said he was the master of panic, and I could never get that out of my head. You know, um, so listen. After the game, he says, "You know, high schoolers could have did that," and he just really lays it into them. And listen, I am not for public ridicule. All right. Nobody feels worse than Lonzo, who is a good defensive player in the play. You have plenty of time between after-the-game, post-game meetings, um, on the flights to get on these guys and really hold them accountable. But I think it's kind of corny and just just some outdatedness of just throwing these guys under the bus. I I think it's terrible. And I think um, that franchise is not moving in the right direction. Again, as great as Zion is, losing Drew Holiday, kind of not really having a direction of what kind of player you want to replace him with, Eric Bledsoe has been average at best. Lonzo Ball looks like he's leaving. And so now you just got Brandon Ingram, um, Zion Williamson, and Steven Adams, who's overpaid. You gave an extension to that you didn't need. And at this point, probably won't be better than Jackson Hayes in two years. So you tell me what's going on. Also, post-game. Now, Zion Williamson had a great game. 39 points, 9 rebounds, and 5 assists. Yo, I don't know if he talked to his agent. I don't know if this is his plan. That bull sounded like he was ready to bounce to New York. Now listen, New York is the mecca of basketball. And I I he was generally like getting gushy talking about New York. And I'm like, yo. Mind you, he did say New Orleans was his first love, but uh, no, listen. We are about to start the free 2024 free agent watch. Zion Williamson. <laughs> starting, man. Um Ah, oh, man, it's it's a shame because I, I think the Pelicans have some things that well, but I don't like their coach, and I don't like the direction they're going in. Again, I think he's a retrend coach. I think he's a guy that gets paid off of past performances, and when you look at what he's done recently, it's like, hey, this isn't good, but you kind of let it slide anyway, and I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. I got to be honest with y'all. I can't stand Stephen Gundy. I think he's an outdated coach. I think he has to go. We'll see what happens. All right, we'll see what happens after the season. A couple other things. Um, I want to talk about, listen, the Sixers and the Clippers are probably playing the best basketball in the NBA right now. Uh, Power ranking, something I like to check, the top five teams, the Sixers finally made their number one, 39 and 17, all right? This week, they got the Golden State Warriors. They play tonight, Monday night, Phoenix, Milwaukee, and Milwaukee. This is a big week for us. Alright, we're going against all potential playoff teams. I want to beat Milwaukee both times. I really do. Phoenix, we can beat, but we're going to have to have Tobias back. I don't know if he's going to be back by then. So I would say we need to go three and one. Alright. We should beat Golden State tonight. So I think that Phoenix game will be the only tough game. We are a better team, win healthy than the Milwaukee Bucks. Alright. Uh, I'm going to do the top five teams of these. I'm not going to do uh get too long into it. Number two. The Utah Jazz is 42-15. and 15. So real quick, um, Utah is a contender. I think for a long time people were saying, yo, now they're a contender, but I don't honestly think they're going to be one of the top two teams left in the Western Conference Finals. I don't. Um, again, they have kind of had this thing where for most of the season, they've avoided the injury bug. Uh, it's kind of funny because they kind of started the coronavirus. Not in the NBA, but the start of corona being like a part of sports. Um but I don't think Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, and Rudy Gobert are going to get to the Western Conference Finals. I still think Phoenix is better than them. Um, Denver was better than them now, but Denver probably, is probably a push. And i probably say Utah is better than Denver right now. But I still think the Clippers are better than them. And I just think some teams match up well and can beat them and give them some tough times. And I don't think they have a bunch of adjustments. You know, uh, you can kind of play Rudy Gate off the four with the right personnel. And we'll see what happens with them, but I'm not the biggest Utah guy. Number three, the Phoenix Suns are 40-16 and 16 this week. They have the Milwaukee Bucks, Philadelphia, Boston, and Brooklyn. That is an insane schedule. I got them going 2-2, two and two, all right? I think they'll beat Milwaukee. They might beat Philadelphia. They should beat Boston. They'll lose to Brooklyn, all right? So I think 2-2 two and two is a fair thing. Number four, the Brooklyn Nets, 38-19, and is a great record. They lost on Sunday with Bam out of Bio hitting a game-winning shot as time expired. Um, it's the same things with Brooklyn for me, right? Uh, interior defense is bad, gives up a ton of rebounding. Uh, offensively, very good team, one of the best teams in the league offensively. Still haven't got all their players back, but we're getting close to the danger zone of when are these guys going to play together, Because chemistry matters, all right? And this is the Rundown Podcast. I just want to give you all my thoughts on some things. Now, you know, you know I wasn't going to let anything else slide before I was talking about Steph Curry, all right? Now, listen, I got some stats for Stephen Curry that I know you're going to like. Give me one second. All right, so here we go. This is via StatMuse. and Steph Curry's last 10 games... 39.1 39.1 points per game, 6.8 three-point field goals made, shooting 55% from the free, uh, field goal line, 49% from the three-point line, and 90% from the free-throw line. A true shooting percentage of 73.9 and uh, uh, 69.4, which is another uh, stat. Now, Listen. Do you know who has 10 games... I just want to run some Curry stats on so y'all. We're going to just do some Curry love real quick. Do you know who has 10 games with three... um, With three, ten? How many games with 10 three-pointers does uh, Steph Curry have? The answer is 20, all right? He has five this season. The next closest is Clay Thompson with three. And then Steph Curry in his last four games has had 10... Or more threes, all right? I got a couple more Steph Curry stats. Yo, so listen. it's, it's To me... 2016 was peak Steph Curry, and this isn't peak Steph Curry because they're not winning as much, but for his peak, as far as individual scoring and wild factor, this is amazing, all right? And I just feel like we have to give people the flowers while they're still at their peak. And, you know, listen, we talked about this before. The Warriors have some decisions to make, and I think Steph Curry can be good for the next four years. LeBron James is 36, and he doesn't look like he's going to stop. Listen, with today's training... Nutrition and rest programs. I think, guys, continue to play. Now, he did hurt that an- ankle on Saturday again. We'll see how that feels today, Monday night, going into Philadelphia. Also, guys, I got to give some love to Clemson Capella. Let- the other night, he had 25 points, 24 rebounds, two steals, three bl- blocks. He is the first player, first Hawks player with multiple 20, 20, 20 and three block games in the season since who? He can't me tumble. No, no, no. All right. That wasn't the best. Matumbo. Listen, I'm not the biggest award guy, but an award we have to give to right now is Julius Randle with the most improved award. All right. On Sunday, he had 33 points, five rebounds, 10 assists. All right. He's the first Nick with four straight 30 point games since Carmelo Anthony in 2014. He is the first Nick with 30 points, 10 assists, and five steals since Nate Robinson in 2009, and the Knicks have won six games in a row, all right? Now, more than that, last season, Julius Randle averaged 19.5 points a game, 9.7 rebounds per game, 3.1 assists per game, with one three-pointer made, shooting 27.7% from the three-point line, all right? To this season, shooting 23 points per game, all right? Number one option on the team, 10.5 rebounds, 6.1 6.1 assists, 40.5% from a three-point line. So listen, the things that jump out to me, yeah, the points moved up, but it's not really the points. You got to watch this game. One is that he's a legit one-on-one scorer. Where going on the inside, his one dribble, shoot, or step back, either from the left wing or the right wing, or step back into a three-pointer, is money. That shot was not there and he has worked on his jumper relentlessly, all right? From 27.7% to 40%, and he can legit shoot, all right? And again, lot of these 40% sh- shots, they're off the dribble. They're not even catching shoot number one options. That mixed team is not that good, all right? Who's the most consistent player other than Julius Randle, all right? Sometimes it's Derrick Rose. Sometimes it's R.J. Barrett, all right? Sometimes it's Nerlens Noel, all right? It's different guys. Sometimes it's Alex Burks. But the most consistent guy and the guy who has to win, most improved, and bringing the Knicks back to glory. Listen, I watched the game. I, can't, I, I, I used to high on the Knicks so bad. Y'all remember on this podcast, it was just being a joke of the league. They are no longer a joke. The guy I wasn't high on has been phenomenal. He will not win Coach of the Year. I do think that award will go to Monty Williams, who has a chance, uh, with these last 15 games to play, to have the number one number one overall record, Right now, number two best record in the NBA. Uh, Even if he has number two best record, he's winning coach of the year. But um, listen, big, big, big props to Julius Randle. Um, He is one of three players in NBA history, averaging 20 points, 10 rebounds, and 5 assists, shooting 40% from a three. The other three players is him, Larry Bird, and Nikolai Jokic. All right? Those are Julius Randle's stats, and don't forget who told you. (laughs) All right. um, One more Steph Curry thing. In the last three seasons, there's only one player to average five three-pointers made a game. Do you know who that is? It's Steph Curry in 2015 2016. It's Steph Curry in 2018 and 2019. And this season, Steph Curry in 2020 and 2021. He is the greatest shooter of all time. He is not just a great shooter. He is a great player. All right? Put someone in stack of his name. And stop comparing him to others. There is no other. He changed the game of basketball. You cannot basically get drafted in today's game if you cannot shoot. It doesn't even matter which position you in. Even the centers have to shoot. All right. Even defensive role players that had a history that can make a great career off of just being a great defender, they gotta shoot. If you can't shoot, you cannot stay on the court. All right. And don't forget who told you. All right. Listen, there are four players averaging twenty points per game. Three three-point field goals made per game on 40% shooting. Do you know who that is? Stephen Curry, Paul George, Zach Levine, and the last one, Terry Rozier, all right? Last night, Terry Rozier had 31 point, 34 points, excuse me, eight rebounds, 10 assists, and seven three-pointers made, all right? He's the first player with a 35-10 game and five threes in front the Hornets franchise history, all right? Uh, I haven't done a ton of stats And so, if you guys want to get the stat on, I can get my stat on. Let me give you another one. There are seven players in NBA history who have averaged 20 points per game, 10 rebounds per game, and have shot 40% from the three-point line. All right? Seven players in NBA history. Four of those are from this season. Nikolai Jokic, Julius Randle, Nikolai Vujicic. I just realized they had the same first name. And Carl Anthony Towns. All right? Um, And one more guy we got to give since we're doing some stats One more guy we got to give some love to is my man, Russell Westbrook. Now, listen, everybody's going to talk about the clip today on a million dollars worth of game podcast with Gillian Wallow that Kevin Durant did not initially have Russell Westbrook in his top five. When Westbrook's name was brought up, he did put him number four and did move Ibaka out of there. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I'm not buying it. There's no way you just forgot all right, I'm going to give you a 50-50 chance. Maybe you forgot, all right? But I'm just not buying. If you're just thinking about my top five teammates, you named two players you play with currently, right, and you put Steph, you just can't tell me you don't know Russell, all right? It's just, I don't know, man. It's things he does. He, he knew what he was doing, all right? Now, listen, did he legitimately forget? I'm going to say no. I'm going to take it back. No. No way, dude. No, 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 no. You played like eight seasons with this dude. Played dumb with somebody else, all right? Now, um, we're getting to close uh, to a wrap-in of the season, so later this week, uh, I do want to talk about awards a little bit, first team, second team, third team, All-NBA. I think it's a little early, but we can kind of see what's going to happen. Uh, one more thing that I forgot to mention. So prior to the win on Sunday, um, Jimmy Butler went on his tirade saying, oh, we're soft and we got to play better, and I don't know if we're going to turn it around. Yo, listen, the next time you do this thing where we got to play better, put yourself included. Challenge yourself to improve your three-point shot that's went from solid to terrible. Now, he didn't say me included, but yo, just throw yourself in there too, all right? You've been a part of the, uh, He's been great this season. He has, but I don't know. I, 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 just, I don't care for that stuff. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it'll spark the team up. But um, I think the team made their season when they decided to trade for Victor Oladipo, which was not a bad trade because they didn't have, didn't have to give up anything. But I didn't I didn't like the fact that they wouldn't trade Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson with picks for James Harden because Harden didn't fit he culture. Well, he culture ain't winning culture this year because they have been the most inconsistent team on in the East. All right. Um, before I get y'all out of here, I want to go through tonight's games. <sighs> Really quickly, the Cavaliers are on the road to play the Pistons. Pistons are favored by four. I like Detroit. The Bulls and Celtics. Celtics are favored by four and a half, even though no Kemba, no Marcus Smart. I got the Celtics still winning. Four and a half, but this is going to be a really close game. Sixers by five. We're still waiting on word for Ben Simmons. No Tobias Harris. I still like the Sixers. I think MB is going to do whatever he wants. Spurs, Pacers. Uh, I like the Spurs. San Antonio's favored by two. I like the Spurs to beat the Pacers on the road. Rockets heat Miami is favored by five. I like Miami to win straight up, and I like them to win by five. Thunder Wizards. Wizards have favored by 12 and a half. Now, Washington should blow them out, but I think the Thunder are going to cover that 12 and a half. All right. Milwaukee and the Suns. Milwaukee is favored by three. I like the Suns to upset Milwaukee. I like the Suns to win and Milwaukee. Nuggets Thunder. I like Memphis to cover the seven and a half, all right, versus the Nuggets. I like them to cover that. But I do like the Nuggets to win the game straight up. And last, Utah is favored by six and a half at home. I like the Lakers to come within six and a half, but I do think the Utah Jazz are going to win the game. Alright. Um on next on the next podcast, we'll talk about the draft. Uh I think I talked about it briefly with K Cunningham. But I wanted to give y'all maybe, um, we might push that for the weekend pod. All right, so maybe we'll do that for the weekend pod. Uh, we can get more into um, things that I like and don't like as far as the season goes. But I don't want to keep this podcast too long. Again, we are back. Thank you for all the love and support. The playoffs are coming. This is an exciting time. As always, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Support your boy. Peace.